This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm pleased to have back on the podcast, Chase Replogle. Chase is a bivocational pastor and hosts the weekly Pastor Writer podcast. Chase holds a degree in biblical studies and a master in New Testament. He's also the author most recently of The Five Masculine Instincts. Chase is married to Ashley and they have two children and live in Springfield, Missouri, where he enjoys being outdoors, sailing, playing the mandolin, and quail hunting with his bird dog, Millie. Chase, it's always good to have you back on the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, it's an honor again. I love talking about scripture and being able to be a part of some great conversations that listeners are having. Well, yeah, I love talking about God's word and hearing the insights of people about what he's written. So let's just go right there. What verse do you have? Uh, One of my favorites. I want to read a passage from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Okay, so why don't you put this verse in your own words? What is Paul, the apostle, saying to Timothy here? Yeah, it's one of my favorite bits of advice that Paul gives to Timothy. And if I was to put it in my own words, which I often do with my kids, with people I pastor, is Paul's telling Timothy that to persist, to run this race well, to to stay focused throughout this life, it requires two works. You need to learn to pay close attention to yourself and close attention to the teaching, the gospel message that you've received. Okay, so if we are going to run our race well, we've got to be aware of our own hearts, our own lives, and then also give attention and be aware of what God has said. So what does that look like in practice? So I'm getting up in the morning and I want to do these two things. How might I do that? Yeah, I think it happens in two directions. So um, first of all, it's it's easy to slip into just doing one of these things in our life. It's easy to sort of just constantly be thinking about yourself and trying to understand yourself. And the risk is you sort of get lost in in your sort of your own insecurities, your own perspectives on the world. Or believe it or not, there's even a, a kind of risk of I only think of my faith as propositional truths, things that I learn, knowledge about God, and it never gets worked into your actual life. And so for me, it happens in two directions. Perhaps you're thinking about why why do I sin that way? Or why do I find myself tempted in that particular way? And then you turn and say, well, what does the gospel help me see about myself? Or perhaps you're reading scripture and thinking about the gospel and it points to something. And then you take that prompt and go looking and sure enough, there that thing is in your heart. So these two works, I think of them as sort of left and right step. Hmm. (laughs) Pay attention to your life. See what you have in the gospel. Pay attention to your life. See what you've been given in the gospel. So we have to keep them together, and it's not good if we're doing one but not the other. Yes, I think that's right. Let's back up a little bit from this verse, 1 Timothy 4.16, and examine its setting, the context. How do the verses around this verse help us understand this particular verse? Yeah, I, I love Paul's letters, the pastoral letters. You'll call the, hear them called the pastoral epistles sometimes. And uh, Paul, when he writes many of his letters, the Corinthians, the Ephesians, the Romans, he's writing to a group of people, to churches, some that he's 
knows well and some that he's still planning on visiting. But what's fascinating about his letters to Timothy and Titus is Paul's writing to a single individual. And he's writing to somebody he knows really, really personally. Paul had left Timothy at Ephesus, a really challenging place to pastor with all sorts of false teaching swirling. Timothy's younger than maybe, uh, well, for sure, Paul, but maybe some of the other leaders in the church. And so Timothy has a challenging work cut out for him. And so chapter four of 1 Timothy is really the most practical advice that Paul gives to him on how do you take up this really challenging work? And what's interesting is Paul doesn't just say to him, here's the the outward work I want you to do on the church with all of its problems. He actually says, Timothy, if you really want to take on this work well, if you want to save yourself and your hearers, then the real work you need to commit yourself to is paying close attention to your own heart, your own instincts, your own life, and also the resources you have that's been passed down to you through the gospel, through the teaching. Yeah. So this is a really relational kind of conversation going on here. Paul's talking to someone that's very close to him and he's giving him really good advice like a father would give to a son. That really makes it come alive. And when we think about the advice he's given, I could hear someone saying, wait a minute, it ends by saying, if you do these two things, you will save yourself and those who hear you. And, and for Timothy, that was the people in his church. But how does that work? I mean, I could hear someone asking, you do these things and you get saved? I thought, you know, we're saved by what Jesus has done. So how might you answer someone who has that question? Yeah, I, I do think that that's at the heart of this advice. It keeps the truth of the gospel from just being something abstract, like a membership card in our back pocket, something I just know and sign off on. Mm. And it says the salvation that you have in Christ has implications for all of your life. And the goal is to be working out the truth of the gospel deeper and deeper in your life. You're saved the moment by grace that you humbly submit yourself and you, you acknowledge with your mouth that he is Lord and Savior and believe in your heart. But that begins, it opens the door to a lifetime of taking advantage of everything that you are given by that salvation and grace. And one of the real problems at Ephesus was they had received that gospel and then allowed false teaching to start robbing them of all of those truths. And so this practice of paying attention to my heart, reminding myself of the gospel becomes the way that we persist in that salvation, hold on to that salvation we've been given. So we're continuing to live in the gospel. We're continuing to follow Jesus Christ. We're not turning away from him. We're not turning away from the gospel. Yeah. And we're discovering more and more and more within this grace we've been given that, that feeds the way that we live. Yeah, that's helpful. So how did this verse become important to you? I mean, you're a pastor, you read lots of the Bible, you chose this verse. What's the story here? Uh, well, I've always, as a young minister myself, um, I found Paul's letters to Timothy instructive as a kind of like roadmap for understanding who I was as a minister too. Mm -hmm. And if you read through the, the whole book, I think you'll see how this little piece of advice really sets at the, the center of everything Paul is saying. It really does build to this. And so I recognized within the text itself this is really the heart of the work before Timothy. It's not just influence or leadership principles or practices he could, he could work out in the church. If he's going to lead well and develop the kind of influence he needs, it really comes back to watching his own life and taking advantage of everything the gospel has for him personally. It's always a being work, a work of who we are before it is a doing work, what we do. So if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, well, you know, I've not been giving close attention to myself or the the teaching. Uh, what about me? What do I do? You know, is, you know, am I still a Christian and what do I do next? And someone who might, this might be disturbing for them. Um, what would you say to that? Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say 
Paul is giving this advice to Timothy, who was a pastor of a difficult church. So don't find it to be threatening. Timothy was certainly still a believer, certainly still somebody Paul counted as a friend and a colleague, and in many ways an equal, a minister of the gospel. So if somebody like Timothy needs this reminder, then just keep in mind, we all do. This applies to all of us at all points on that process. So it's not meant to be any kind of condemnation as much as it is a gift and opportunity. And I would say, just start it with a simple prayer. God, maybe there's things in my life that you've been trying to point to and I've been ignoring. Uh, Give me enough humility to see the things that you're still wanting to do and change and grow in me and put me on a path towards receiving everything you have for me by your grace. So speaking of prayer, let's take a moment and pray this verse for all of us. But before we do that, let me read it again. This is 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16. God's word says, Pay close attention to your life and your teaching. Persevere in these things, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Chase, great to have you on the podcast. Would you close our time in prayer? Yeah, I'd be honored to do it. Well, Heavenly Father, we know how easy it is to get busy, to get distracted, to get caught up in all of the concerns and the challenges of this world, and and to neglect the unbelievable things by your grace you've given us. And so I pray that uh, even now your spirit would just move us again to remember that first great passion, receiving your salvation, this gospel that we have, and that God, by that gospel, you would challenge us. You would point us to things in our life that need to grow and change, and that we would find those things by paying attention to our life, our own heart, and that as an act of worship, we would humbly submit those things to the grace of your gospel so that they might be transformed by you. Help us not to lose perspective on ourselves or on what we have in you, but by those two steps, mature us and grow us and help us to persist in this faith, uh, a gift of being able to live and follow you over a lifetime. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.